What is up, guys? It is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video. And yesterday, I talked about four running backs who I liked as like late round targets. So they were going like round 12 or later. Today, it's going to be the same type of video, but I'll be talking about four different wide receivers. So these are players, you know, the hit rates are probably going to be pretty low. Obviously, they're going late for a reason. But with these players, you're kind of just hoping that at some point in the season, they're going to give you like some flex value wide receiver three. Basically, if you have injuries, bye weeks, these players are going to be, you know, consistent enough or have a high enough weekly ceiling where you can feel confident plugging them into your lineup and getting, you know, a spot start here or there. So that's what I'm looking for with these players. And let's just jump right into it. We're going to start it off here with Jahan Dotson. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 65. That's like round 12, round 13 in that range. And so he was a first round pick this past NFL draft, was the 16th overall pick to the Washington football team, or I guess now the Washington Commanders. And so far, the reports out of camp for him have really been fantastic. He's made a ton of plays. He's shown some really solid chemistry with Carson Wentz. And that's always good to see for a rookie, especially when you're looking at this wide receiver room. You have Terry McLaurin here, but this is a new quarterback. Quarterbacks tend to favor certain wide receivers. So I'd still expect Terry McLaurin to be the guy. He's obviously super talented, but it's just good to see that he's kind of gelling with the guy who is going to be giving him those opportunities. And, you know, post-draft, obviously going to the commanders, not a great landing spot. There were some really solid landing spots out there for wide receivers. You know, you had the Chiefs, you had the Packers. I think a lot of people were expecting him to go late first round. He ends up going in the middle of the first round. So obviously he's going to take a hit in terms of his redraft and probably dynasty ranks also because he's not going to be on one of these insane offenses. This isn't going to be a super high volume passing attack, but if a wide receiver is good enough, they are going to produce no matter what type of situation they're in. So if Jahan Dotson really is like a very good rookie wide receiver, he will produce, you know, early on here in year one. He's an incredibly well-rounded wide receiver. He can win on all levels of the field. Even though he's not a super huge guy, he's great on contested catches, very athletic. And right now, when you just compare Jahan Dotson to some of these other first round wide receivers, I just feel like the gap between him and the rest of those guys is just way too wide. So excluding Jamison Williams, because his ADP is kind of factored in with him missing some time with that ACL injury. You look at Chris Olave, he is the latest uh, first round wide receiver, excluding Jahan Dotson. And so you have Chris Olave, who is going four rounds earlier. I just feel like that difference is too wide. And I think here you're just betting on the talent to win out. And I think Jahad Dotson could at some point in the season be like a potential flex play in your lineups. The second player who I'm going to be targeting here, it's another rookie wide receiver. It is Jalen Tolbert going as the wide receiver 66. So basically in this exact same range with Jahad Dotson, we're looking at like round 12, round 13. And I just think Tolbert has an opportunity to make an impact right away here in year one. He was the Cowboys' third round pick, and he steps into a really solid passing attack. This is an offense who loves to use three wide receivers. They're going to consistently involve three different guys in the wide receiver room on a game-to-game basis. We've seen it the past few seasons, and right now you're looking at that wide receiver depth chart. I would probably slot him in as the wide receiver three. Obviously, he's behind C.D. Lamb behind Michael Gallup when he comes back, but it is possible Michael Gallup misses some time early in the season. Is he going to be back to 100% right away? We're just not sure coming off of that ACL tear. 
And so really the competition that he's going to be dealing with right now is a guy like James Washington, who really has done very little the past two seasons. He had like a breakout as a sophomore. And then I think he's gone for like under 400 receiving yards the last two seasons. So not super concerned there about James Washington because we know who he is. We don't really know how good uh, Tolbert is at this moment. So I think he'll likely get an opportunity to be on the field early on. Talking like week one, he should be on the field, especially if Gallup misses some time. Then he can start to get comfortable. We know it takes a little bit for these rookie wide receivers, but if he can log a few weeks, get comfortable, I think then when Gallup does come back or Gallup is 100%, by that time he should have beaten out a guy like James Washington. This wide receiver room is really as wide open as it has ever been the past few years. You know, last two years, you've had CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. Those guys were stapled at the top of that wide receiver room. Then three years ago, it was Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Now there's some wiggle room here. You have Gallup coming off of an injury. CeeDee Lamb hasn't been the alpha before. And then this wide receiver three slot is wide open. So I do think taking a shot here on Jalen Tolbert is a really solid move. Now we're going to move over to Will Fuller. He is going to be my third late round wide receiver target. And he's being drafted as the wide receiver 74. That's like round 14, round 15. So a very, very late pick. And honestly, it's pretty surprising to me that Will Fuller has not yet been signed because when he's on the field, we all know he's incredibly talented. The problem is he does kind of have a tough time staying on the field. But I mean, going this late, round 14, round 15, there is just no risk in drafting him. You know, if he somehow, you know, doesn't get picked up or gets injured, does nothing, you're just not risking anything here. You're giving up basically nothing. This pick is kind of just like a throwaway here. And so dating back to 2021, Fuller basically missed the entire season. I think he appeared in like two games, basically did nothing, then was out the rest of the year. But the last time we saw him over like a long stretch, he was the wide receiver seven in points per game in 2020, averaging 17.2 PPR points per game. So the last like decent stretch we saw from him, he was very, very good. We look at him from 2018 to 2020, he averaged 14.8 PPR points per game during that stretch. So just someone who has that kind of ceiling and has done it so recently, I just don't think he should be going this far back. And so the point being here is that in the right landing spot, I feel like Will Fuller could really turn into a late round gem. It's possible he does nothing, possible he gets hurt, but at this late, you know, round 15, round 16, you're just shooting for guys with a little bit of upside and Will Fuller has a lot of it. Right now, I feel like the best landing spot we could find for him would probably be the Packers because I feel like from day one, he could step in and probably be the most talented wide receiver on an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. You have some other solid guys there, but I mean, in terms of skill and just NFL production, no one on that offense is going to compete with Will Fuller. So if he can click with A-Rod, that would be great. Another solid landing spot would be a Deshaun Watson reunion. That is where he's had his most success playing alongside Deshaun Watson. Right now, it doesn't seem like the Browns are super interested, but definitely wouldn't rule that out. You know, teams are always going to have needs at wide receivers. And I just feel like, you know, in the near future, Will Fuller could find himself in a very favorable situation for fantasy and his value is going to shoot up. I mean, as soon as he signs, even if it's like an okay landing spot, I bet he goes from round 14, round 15, probably to like round 11, round 12. So I think he's going to sign with a team and I would just rather get in on it, but kind of before we know, because I feel like even if it's not a great landing spot, his value is just going to rise anyway. And now on to the fourth late round target. 
at the wide receiver position, it is going to be Marvin Jones. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 77. That is around 15 pick. And it basically seems like every single year, Marvin Jones is undervalued. People forget about him. And then he just goes out, puts together a solid season. And then we just repeat the same process. Looking back at last season, the Jaguars passing attack was horrible. They did basically nothing. But Marvin Jones was still the clear wide receiver one on the Jaguars. Averaged 10.6 PPR points per game, wide receiver 44. So that's nothing crazy. You're not super excited about 10.6 points per game, but you still see he has it. He can score in the double digits on an offense that was just terrible. And even though the Jaguars went out, spent some money in free agency, like this wide receiver core is still pretty brutal. You're probably looking at Christian Kirk as the wide receiver one. They gave him big money. He's obviously much younger than Marvin Jones. But I mean, you have Christian Kirk going seven rounds ahead of Marvin Jones. I feel like the difference should not be that large, especially because Marvin Jones has been a consistent fantasy option year after year. I think this passing attack is going to take a step forward. I think Lawrence is going to be better. So when we're looking back at these wide receivers, like at the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing like Christian Kirk, 13 points per game, Marvin Jones, 12 points per game. Like I would not be shocked if that was the result. Even if Marvin Jones is the wide receiver too, I feel like all these wide receivers are going to be pretty close together. So, you know, if they put up those numbers, they're honestly both probably decent picks at their current price. But I feel like Marvin Jones is just the clear value here. I don't really see how he falls lower than the wide receiver too. Just looking at some of the options here, he's put up double digit point per game numbers in the last eight seasons. And he's actually scored 14 plus points per game in three of the last five years. Obviously, a lot of those were with the Lions, much better situation. But still, I think going at wide receiver 77, you have a guy as proven as Marvin Jones, very consistent. This passing attack is likely going to be better. I think he's just a really strong pick here and is someone that is just consistently kind of forgotten about. They bring in some of these new guys. No one remembers Marvin Jones. I feel like he's going to come out, just have a super solid year, somewhere between like 10 to 12 points per game. And so just to run through those four players one more time, we had Jahan Dotson, Jalen Tolbert, Will Fuller, and then Marvin Jones. If you guys enjoyed this video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you want to see the running backs, I posted that yesterday. So go check that out if you haven't seen it already. And then I'll be doing the quarterbacks and tight ends over the next two days. So thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.